Hey, what's up, OSC family and everyone else that's joining in? We are so excited that you are here. Now, I know, listen, this is different. This is, this is different for all of us. It's, it's different for me to be just looking at a camera, and it's definitely different for you to probably be at home and be participating in church. But I mean, no, difference not really always bad. I think this is one of the greatest things that God can do in this season for us. We've been talking about for the last couple of weeks about getting outside of the four walls, the, the 167 hours. Well, now it gets to be the 168 hours, and it's great. And I just want to give a shout out to all those that are watching. Come on, Eunice Campus, let me hear you. Crowley Campus, Jennings Campus. And, and then we got people all around the world that are even watching, so so glad that you're on. Hey, give your campus some love. Hashtag OSC family. Let us know you're watching. We'd love to uh, comment with you. All of our staff and pastors and a lot of our team are right now watching online and they can't wait to chat with you. So, hey, let us know where you're watching from. Hey, I also want to give a shout out to OSC Youth. What's up, OSC Youth? Glad you're here. OSC Kids, if you're there watching with your parents, come on. I'm glad that you're here as well. Give, you, give your parents a high five. Uh, you can't do it for anybody else right now, but uh, I, I'm so excited to be here with, with you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to kind of speak into your life. I believe I have a word from God for you in this season. You know, right now, everything that's going on is just sheer craziness, but I'm so proud of our church. I am so proud of how you have responded. Countless people have been asking, how can we help? I even heard of a situation of a lady in our own area that heard that kids weren't going to be getting food because of schools being shut down. Her and her family put their own money together and started making meals for kids right here in our own community. And we found out about it. We started giving to her to help her feed even more. And this week they've been feeding kids. And I think that's what the church is supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to do. And so, listen, if you want to be a part of us helping our communities, you can go on our OSC Connect website and you can click the link that says, I want to help. And we would love to have you help. As we find out even more needs over these coming weeks, we'll, we'll be calling you, we'll be contacting you, letting you know how you can help. Now, my goal today is to speak life and hope into your situation, into our situation uh, as a church and really as a society. Anxiety is at its highest right now. And uh, this week, I want the opportunity to talk to so many of you uh, about really uh, I, I, on the phone, I, I heard many of you talking about um, how you've lost their job or you've lost income or uh, even a number of you that, that are actually battling sickness yourself. And so I know this is a very serious time. Um, we are experiencing a health crisis like never before. But here's my prayer. My prayer is that this won't become a faith crisis. It may be a health crisis, but I don't want this to be a faith crisis. And so today, my message, I'm calling it Peace in the Panic. Peace in the Panic. And I want to read a passage of scripture to us. It's in Mark chapter 4. Uh, we actually made reference to it last week when we talked about not being afraid. And I want to read this whole passage to you. Uh, it's in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41, if you want to follow along. And it said this, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care? We're going to drown. 
When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. So I want to share with you just a couple of thoughts on how we can have peace in the middle of panic. These disciples are in the middle of the storm, panicking, and Jesus right there in the middle speaks and gives them peace in this moment. So let me give you a couple of thoughts. Number one, peace comes from someone, not something. John chapter 14, verse 27, this is Jesus. He says this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is a promise that Jesus gave us, that the gift of the Holy Spirit would be peace. You know, people go to all extreme measures to get peace. We try to buy it. We try to find it. We try to uh, create it. Uh, and right now, as you can tell, I mean, even nobody can buy enough toilet paper and no one can buy enough Lysol and no one can buy enough wipes and no one can buy enough things and, and still have peace. You can have all those things and still not have peace. You can have all the money in the world and still not have peace because the peace that God is talking about is not a peace that the world gives. It's a peace that he gives. And, and listen to me closely. The world can't take away your peace because the world never gave it to you in the first place. And so realize that peace comes not from something, but from someone. I remember for those that are watching and you maybe have newborns or young children, you know what it's like to try to get your kids to go to bed. Come on, how many know getting your kids to bed can be a chore even in and of itself? I remember uh, my one of my sons, I won't name which one it is, but one of my sons, he, he had a very difficult time always going to bed. And so Lindsay and I was always having to go into the room and rock him. You got the whole rocking thing that's going on. And then finally you get him, you know, you lay him in the crib and then you got the pat going on. And depending on how tired you are, depends on how hard the pat goes. And, uh, and I remember, it. anybody ever been this before where it's kind of like you, you pat and you, you think they're asleep and then you kind of slither down and, you know, kind of army crawl out and just as soon as you get to the door ah! crying starts again and then you got to go right back there and shh, 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 shh. daddy's here daddy's here daddy's here there's just a comfort that our children have when their parents are there and the same is happening even in this moment the disciples were so focused on the storm that they had forgotten daddy's here daddy's here and I believe in this season with where we are, you just need to hear these words. Daddy's here. Daddy's got this. He's here in the midst of everything that's going on. Honestly, you don't need answers, and I don't have all the answers. But really what you and I need in this moment is we need God's presence more than anything. And, and I need to encourage you with this. Not only is God with you today, he's also with you tomorrow. And peace is the ability to face the facts that are around you. It's, it's, you. You have to have the ability to face the facts, but you also have to understand that there is a God that is with you and there is a God that is in you. That is where peace comes from. Not that everything around you is, is calm, 
but that God is living inside of you. And these disciples in this moment had forgotten that Jesus was in the boat. They'd forgotten really what Jesus had done in the past. I just started writing down things that these disciples had seen even before the storm. Jesus had rebuked and cast out demons. Jesus had turned water into wine. Jesus had healed lepers. Jesus had healed paralytics. Jesus had healed a man with a withered hand. And I think we also need to be reminded of what God has done and what God has brought us through. Think about over the last just the 20 years. We, we, we survived Y2K. We survived anthrax. We survived number of hurricanes. We've survived floods. We've survived economic uh, collapses. We've survived Ebola viruses and all these other viruses that have come. And now here we are, coronavirus. And I, can I just encourage you today? God is with us and God will get us through this again. Listen, I can't explain why things happen, but I can explain and with full certainty who is in control. So understand today that peace is not from something Peace comes from someone. Number two is that peace comes most abundantly when we need Jesus most desperately. I'm going to say that again. Peace comes most abundantly when we need Jesus most desperately. You know, the truth be told, many of life's storms are unexpected. Right now, everything that we're facing as a nation and even within our world was unexpected. It, it came quick. We were surprised by it. And, and maybe you've walked through things like that in your life. When a doctor has told you about something that you didn't expect to have, when you got news that maybe even like you lost your job, maybe this week you found that out, or maybe you've you, you ever gotten those phone calls that says there's been a wreck. Things that just happen suddenly and they catch us by surprise. I need to encourage you with this though, that Jesus is never surprised. He's never surprised. And for many of us, we really don't want peace. We just want calm conditions. But Jesus gave us a promise. And, and John chapter 16 says, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. Notice where it is. It's found in Jesus. And in this world, watch this, you will have trouble. Jesus not only was, is not surprised, Jesus told us it's coming he says, you're going to have trouble, but don't, don't end it there because he continues and says, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Now think about the disciples. The disciples were surprised by the storm. Uh, they were in full on panic mode. Teacher, don't you care? And a lot of people are asking that about God right now. Don't you care, God? We're, we're, we're taken back by everything that's going on, but I need you to hear me. Jesus wasn't surprised. And when you really think about it, he was the one who ordered them to get in the boat in the first place. They were just obeying Jesus. And here we are in this moment. Could it be that God is allowing everything that's going on in this season for us to become desperate again? Could it be that God is allowing everything that's going on in this season for the church, capital C church, to finally get outside of the walls and to be the church? Could it be that God is allowing a lot of this is happening right now for millions and millions of people to turn to him in this moment. So understand that when you need God most desperately is when God shows up most abundantly. And lastly, number three, peace comes from the inside out, not the outside in. Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven says, don't worry about anything. That's a lot easier said than done, to be honest with you. 
But he does say this, because every time he tells us something not to do, he does tell us something that we should do. And he says, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Verse 7 then says this, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul wrote this letter, you know where? In prison, awaiting execution. Now, think about that for a minute. He is awaiting execution in prison, and he says, don't worry about anything. I don't know about you, but man, I'm worried about a lot of things if I know that I'm about to die. There's a lot of things that I'm, I'm pretty consumed about. But in this moment, he tells us, hey, don't worry about it. See, because here's the truth. You can't fix what's wrong on the inside by trying to rearrange everything that's going on on the outside. You can try to hoard as much stuff. You can try to get as much stuff around you. You can try to secure your life as much as you can around you. But if you're not secure on the inside, none of that matters. The real waves that will take you and I out are not on the outside. They're on the inside. And maybe you felt that over these last couple of weeks, just waves that have been crashing on the inside, in your heart, in your mind. And this verse tells us, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. And then, then you'll experience peace. Now, all of us want verse 7. We want the then you will experience God's peace. But you have to understand, you've got to go through verse 6 to get verse 7. See, because here's what worry does. Worry literally opens the door of our heart and our minds to fear. But prayer and thankfulness closes the door. And when we do that, the Bible says that then peace comes and guards the door. I want to read you another passage of scripture when it talks about prayer. Psalms 34 verse 4 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Now watch this. This has been an encouragement to me this week. And he freed me from all my fears. That's such a powerful verse. But notice, before he frees you from fears, you have to pray. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. From the biggest of things to the smallest of things, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, pray about it. Because if you're not careful, we can allow prayer to be our last resort instead of our first response. Now, many of you right now, you, you have a black bracelet that looks a little bit like this. If you have one, hey, maybe take a picture and comment below and let us see it. This is, this is, this is old school. This is the original black on black. And on this, it says, pray first. And this is a constant reminder to me, especially in a week like we've had this week. And if I can just be very vulnerable and honest with you, these last two weeks have definitely been stressful. These last two weeks have been very difficult, just trying to navigate, to lead well, um, to help posture our church in a place to uh, be the hands and feet of God, uh, to move our church from, uh, from, uh, up from buildings to now being online, just so many things that have consumed my mind and my heart. And so I've been coming back to this bracelet and just praying. I don't pray for long durations of time as much as I'm just praying all day, all throughout the day, just as I'm driving, as I'm here at church, as I'm at home, just praying and asking the Lord, as I'm showering, God, just, I need you today. And this is the verse that I was reminded of in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, and it says this, rejoice in confident hope. Come on, that's so good. 
We rejoice in confident hope. I have confident hope right now that God is with you, that God is with us. Be patient in trouble. Man, that's a hard one. You know what? Because the truth is, we don't know how long this is going to last. Could be a couple weeks. Could be a couple months. All I know is that God's calling us to be patient in trouble. Now watch this last part. And keep on praying. Keep on praying. So I want to issue out a challenge to you, and that is, I want you to be as devoted to prayer as you are to Purell. Yep, yep, that's, that's right. Listen, every time you go to wash your hands, every time you go to dispense some Purell, just stop and pray. It's a great opportunity, a great reminder. Hey, maybe Purell will be our, our little trigger for every time I do that, I'm going to pray. And I want to challenge you, listen, for all of you right now, before you leave this video, at the very end of it, I want you to gather together with your family and pray. Let's just make this practical. If you're watching this by yourself, of course, you can pray by yourself or text a friend or call someone and pray together. If, if you're watching on the live stream right now, comment below and let us know how we can pray for you. Our team right now is ready to pray with you. You can message us, send us a, a request. We want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. We are a people of prayer, and if there's ever been a time when we need to pray, it's right now. Now, I want to read the rest of this verse, though, because it doesn't stop in verse 7. It goes on to verse 8, and this is what it says. Now, dear brothers, watch this, and sisters, one final thing. This is one last thing. Paul, about to be executed, says, hey, listen, I want to give you one final thought here, and that is to fix your thoughts on what is true. Now that's huge right there. What is true? All right, I'm about to blow your minds here. Ready? Not everything you read is true. I know, I know, I know. Not everything that you're listening to is true. So you need to be mindful of what you're listening to. Get the facts. You, you need to be informed, but make sure that what you're reading is true. It says, fix your thoughts on what's true, what's honorable, what's right, what's lovely, what's admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And this is so true because what you think about is going to inform your mind, which is going to get into your heart, which is what you're going to live out. So what you're focused on, you're going to get more of. And so watch what you're magnifying because you're going to get a lot more of it. Make sure that it's this. Now watch this. Verse 9. Keep putting into practice all that you learned and all that you received from me and everything that you heard from me and everything that you saw in me. And can I just encourage you right now, especially for all those who call OSC family your home. Listen, everything that you have learned, everything that you've received from me, from Pastor Baba, from our staff, from, from our wives, from your life group leaders, from your dream team leaders, everything that you've learned, everything that you received, everything that you've heard, everything that you saw, put it in practice. Now's the time. Come on, it's, it's game time. And what we've been doing is we've been practicing and now's the game. Now's the time for us to put it into practice and watch what God's word says when you do this, when you start putting prayer into practice and you start reading God's word and putting that into practice, you start worship and putting that into practice. The, then the God of peace will be with you. And so here's my challenge, ready? All this week, every day this week, I want you to read Psalms 91. Psalms 9, you can read it in different translations. It'll take about three minutes, but every day commit to read Psalms 91. Every day I want you to commit to 
getting some time in worship. We call this the first 15. Five minutes of worship, five minutes of the word, five minutes of prayer. If you'll dedicate these next, next week until we meet again, just to devote to word, to worship, and to prayer. I'm telling you, your life will change. Peace will come reign on the inside of you. And so today, I want to pray for you. I want you to have peace in the panic. I think that's what separates us as Christians from everybody else in the world, because the world can't take our peace because they didn't give it to us. So if you are watching and you need some peace, right there, you could just lift your hands where you are, I just want you to receive this today as I pray for you. Father, I pray for every single person that is watching this. God, you know what they're going through. You know what they're facing right now. You know their needs even before they ask. And God, I thank you that you are the God of peace. Your word says you're the prince of peace and that everything that we need is found in you. God, I thank you that as we live out what your word says, Lord, that you would come and you would guard our hearts with peace. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you flood every room, flood every car, every person, wherever they're watching this right now. May they feel your presence and may they feel your overwhelming peace in this season. Peace that you're going to take care of their business. Peace that you're going to take care of their family. Peace that you're going to take care of their finances, God. That you're the Lord of all of those things. Thank you that you are in the boat with us. And no matter what the storms are around us, we trust you. So God, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, that you're here with us today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Hey, listen, if you want to know the God of peace, it's found in Jesus, no one else. As I said earlier, you can't buy it. Uh, you, you can't, there's, there's nothing you can do enough that can get that peace that you long for. It's only found in Jesus and in Jesus alone. And if you're watching today, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today he wants to come and he wants to bring his peace, which is himself, into your life. The Bible calls it being born again, meaning that when we were alive, our body and our soul is alive, but our spirit is dead. And when we surrender our life to Jesus, that's all this it is, surrender our life to Jesus. Listen, you don't become a Christian by going to church. You don't become a Christian by taking communion. You don't become a Christian by getting baptized or any of those external things. You become a Christian by surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. And today, if that's you and you want to be born again, you want God to come on the inside and give you the peace that you've been longing for, I want to pray for you. It's as easy as ABC. We admit that we're sinners and that apart from God, we can't have a relationship with God because our sin has divided us, broken us off in our relationship with God. But if we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and he came on this earth, and he lived a life that you and I couldn't live, and he went to a cross to take on your sin and my sin, and your shame and my shame, and our guilt, he took all of that, and he rose again. And, and, and if you believe that, and you will confess that Jesus is Lord of your life, the Bible says if you will do that, and you will believe that Jesus did all that for you, you will be saved. If that's you today, and you want to be saved, I want you to pray with me as I pray. I want you to say, Dear Lord Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I thank you that you came and lived a life that I couldn't live. You died on the cross to take my sin, my shame, and my guilt. And you faced hell for me so that I wouldn't have to go. Today I surrender my life to you to be born again. 
Jesus, come be my Lord. God, be my Father. Holy Spirit, be my helper. Today I turn from my sins and I give you my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you made that decision for the first time, not only are we celebrating with you, but all of heaven is rejoicing with you today. Hey, let us know. Comment below and let us know that you made that decision. You can also go to our website and let us know, hey, today I gave my life to Christ. Hey, we want to get you connected because you know what? Following Jesus is not a solo venture. It's a team thing. We're in the family. You're now a part of the family, and we want to help you walk this out on how to know Jesus more, how to follow him more. We're going to get you connected, get you plugged in. We are so proud of you and the decision that you made. Hey, for the rest of us, as we close out today's service, I want to remind you to continue to be faithful in your giving. Really, what has allowed us to do what we're doing today, which is to stream right where you are, is because of your incredible generosity. All that God is doing right now through our church in all of our churches is because of your faithful giving. So even though we can't meet physically, Hey, please don't let that stop you from continually giving to the church. You can give your tithes and offerings right there online, oscconnect.com backslash give. Um, another great easy way to do it as well as if you download the app or you do text. If you text your campus, OSC Jennings or OSC Eunice or OSC Crowley to 77977, you can give that way. It's safe, it's secure, it's simple, but it's a way to continue to allow us to keep reaching people and making an impact, and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for all that you're doing. Hey, I hope this service was an encouragement to you. I love you greatly. Lindsay and I are praying for you. Our entire team is here for you. If we can serve you and help you in any way, please let us know. And hey, don't forget to stay connected to all of our platforms all throughout this week. We're going to be sharing more encouraging words. Um, our lead pastors are going to be uh, sharing what God's doing in their life and just bringing encouragement into your life all throughout this week. So make sure to follow all of our social media channels. And uh, hey, we look forward to gathering again together next Sunday. We love you. Have an incredible Sunday. And uh, hey, we'll see you online.